Welcome to the next installment of the SUS News podcast series where we interview newsmakers and discuss the news and applications relevant to the global unmanned technologies community. I am your program host, Patrick Egan, and as we do at this time every week for like the last nine years, plus, let's say hello and welcome to our co-host and co-pilot for the show, Mr. Gene Robinson. Hey, Gene. How's and for nine years, just like right under the wire every time, but here I am. Well, that's true. But, you know, you're always there. Now I just get used to it. He's like, Johnny, so on the spot, he's on the spot. Um, so that's good. That works, you know, as long as you're, you gives me, you know, f- uh, fits, but whatever. Especially, here's, here's, the, here's the scenario. Let me, let's play, you know, like theory of the mind here. So here I'm sitting here, right, and... Uh, you know, we usually do the news. We open up and do a news segment, and what do you think about that? And there's lots of stuff yes. this week to talk yes. about. And I get myself all worked up. And I'm like, those dirty yada yada, and they think that they're going to, and I'm supposed to, and then I'm going to, well, they're crazy. And then it kind of in the back of my head, I'm thinking, like, well, what if Gene doesn't show up? <laughs> it is be like, I'm just like, Sitting here on a rant by myself, and then they got the nerve, you know. It'll be like that. Remember that? I forget what that movie was where the guy is, you're mad as hell, and you're not going to take it anymore. Go over the window. Remember that movie? That's right. <laughs> I forget. It was like broadcast news. I, I think there was only one show that I ended up stuck. I started it because you were late, and that was like one time in nine years. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, it's getting better. I mean, there's this blog talk, and I've been using it for a long time. But for a while, it was like this technology crapshoot. And I'd have, like, the uh, <laughs> second was. computer yeah. ready to go and the cell phone and, you know, the landline just to make sure I could get through. <laughs> so it's gotten a little bit better. Yeah, I'm over here cursing and swearing. I can't even tell if anybody's hearing me. But whatever. Yep. We're we're live today, and um, you know, as I, as I alluded to in the the opening there about the news, dude. I mean, there's. I gotta, you know, remember that? You probably remember that they had that stress relief kit where you like printed out the target, you hung it on the wall, and you started banging your head on that. Remember that? Yep, yep, yep. I remember that. Well, that's this week in drone news. So I'll let you go first, and then I'll start with the uh, with, with some of my uh, well, grievances. You know, I mean, there was a there was a I thought there was a couple of pretty big ones. Is is it uh, is it rumor or truth that interdrone is done? Well, you know, I, there, yeah, no live show, but you know, it's the same thing that had happened to the expo. You know, I, I remember, you know, the commercial UAV people came in. You remember that? You were there. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lisa and her entourage rolled in and were like, you know, taking names, kicking butt. Oh, I'm not <laughs> going to copy your show. We're not here right. to poach your people. Oh, by the way, in a couple of years later, we're starting a new service. And then we're going to, and I'm like, well, I, you, you said you weren't, you know, Poaching and coming after me. Oh, we're not. This is totally different. We have a lot of money. Oh, okay. I got you. And so, you know, I, thought, I, I didn't understand how the deal worked. But that, that's a multi-million dollar company 
Um, where in the injured room, I think it was bought for multi-million dollars, but then didn't somebody doesn't want to invest to go head-to-head with the commercial UAV expo. And we saw what happened to AUVSI. Uh, you want to talk about letting the carnies run the circus. Whew, that was bad. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I don't know that. And I don't, you know, as we've been seeing, we're talking about in the different, uh, you know, segments here, there's, I think we've kind of hit a plateau, you know? I mean, it's, uh, am I wrong? I mean, you know, besides. Well, no, you, actually, you, I think, made a prediction, and I would imagine it was about uh, 18 months ago, that uh, we, we thought that these shows were going to start falling out. And uh, sure enough, you know, we, we've seen a couple of them drop by the wayside. But, uh, you know, Interdrone was one of the, the, the pretty big competitors. And I think the COVID thing was the, the, the last nail in the coffin on that one. But, uh, you know, it's just one of the things that I wanted to point out that was predicted here on the show. Mm. And yeah. it's finally coming to, to, to fruition. And like uh, many of the things that were predicted here on the podcast. I know, this is a treasure trove, you know, it just uh, amazes me, some of the stuff that's here, but uh, crazy. Well, that was a big one. There's another one, the, the Drone Up thing, and I got a big treat. I think we'll, we're going to have uh, someone from Drone Up on next next week. And as I tell people, you know, it's kind of funny you talk to people about being on the show, and they're like, I'm going to get uh, Johnny come lately, and he'll get on your show, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, we don't. One thing we don't do at the SUAS News Podcast is second stringers. Just does not happen here. You know, so we'll, we, we should have a top dog on to talk about that thing. And that's exciting news with the drone up in the Walmart. And I, I actually believe that that one, when it all comes out, might, might be big enough to help move the regulatory needle. Uh, you know, we thought that way with, with Amazon. I, I, I mean... Yeah, and I, you know me. I don't like to be critical. I like people to like me. Um, I, you know, I like <laughs> oh, the, really? the pop. Yeah, the popular. What it doesn't show. <laughs> oh. um, I'm like Mister Popularity over here. Um, no, I just you know I, I get into it with people uh, you know from these big, bigger companies, your Amazons, your Googles, or whatever, and, and it's just like. The whole thing comes down to like, you know, I want people to accept me. Don't judge me. Uh, I got feelings, you know. It's like, I, are you, I, what, I, you know, nobody cares. Nobody cares about your stinking feelings. If you were such a genius, how come you couldn't get this, you know, multi-hundred million dollar, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of a family-friendly word here, <clears throat> debacle off the pad. You know, I, 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 you know, we're talking since day one, you know, it's like you're in an echo chamber and you think that just because you're in some echo chamber and you work for one of these big companies, uh, you know, it's all, you know, unicorn dust and fairy tales and all that. It's like, hey, man, look at the space thing. You know, space is hard. The drone thing, in my estimation, that's not hard. That's doable today. It's just you're spending your money in the wrong places. And the people at Amazon, the people at Google, if, if I were there, I'd fire everybody. You people are out of here. Oh, we got our part 135s. Uh, whoop-de-doo, you know, so you can drop a bag of potato chips in some UAS IPP test guy's yard. You fall outside of that, you get nothing. You know, I mean, really? Am I being too harsh, Gene? 
Mexican um, to get like some deal going. Uh, well, you know, it's just uh, it's not what you say, Patrick. It's how you say it, maybe. Oh, really? But, it, but here's the deal. You, you really can't say it any other way with any fewer words. I mean, because it's true, unfortunately. Uh, and a lot of people can't, you know, like the movie says, can't handle the truth. Well, I mean, if if you can't handle the truth, you're, you're deluding yourself. I mean, I, I'm starting to, as I alluded to in some of the... Uh, shows in the past few weeks, it's like, you must enjoy this. You know, I'm starting to think it's like, you know, everybody must be part German or something in this effort. And they like suffering or something. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't get it. Because to me, it's a clear cut way. Same with the AAM and the UAM and the UTM, you know, people are starting to see cracks in the armor and all this stuff. And it's like, man, you know, it's, again, this isn't, it's just like, I don't know, you know what, you don't see reality. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Whatever, don't don't do it. The other thing that came out was the RC flyer, the trust flyer program. Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And uh, again, this is another one of those things that uh, I think was predicted on this show is that eventually, eventually, everyone would have to have a license. (laughs) And And it's. It's true. I mean, come on. Uh, they they start off easy and call it the trust program, and you know all you got to do is is watch an hour video and pass the test. Well, that's this year. Well, I you know I'm, I, I've been blowing the smoke up my skirt for the last you know fifteen some odd years or something about how you know the CBOs are going to change. We got the safe program. 80 years of that, and this has been good, and we're not going to change the hobby, and, you know, it's good for the kids, and we want kids to get into STEM and STEAM, and aviation jobs in the future, it's like, uh, you know, that's all lip service, man. Anybody that's even talking to any of these clowns, still, in my estimation, is either, you know, a fool, or somebody's paying them, or they, they got something, they're on drugs, crazy, I don't know, I can't figure it out, it's like, you sat here, and you lied through your teeth, the whole group. Um, and, and even this testing, okay, so, you know, we, we've talked about it. The RC hobby thing, if you're flying RC hobby, traditional RC hobby, whatever, it's pretty self-limiting. Get beyond visual line of sight, all out of the sky. Okay? Relatively small aircraft, things like that, really no problems, can't show any statistics. We had the registration thing. The registration thing hasn't been used for enforcement. We moved on to this. We moved on to this because point-of-sale registration was shot down by Walmart and Best Buy. That's why we got this. And the, and, and here's the other laughable uh, deal. You know, And I'm sure you remember this because I, I was whining about it when 107 passed. It's like there's no practical test. So, you know, uh, if, you can, uh, if you can afford it, and I'm sure we've seen lots of rich, stupid people all the time, but if you can afford it, you can go buy, you know, a large aircraft, 55 pounds under, and fly at 80 some odd knots, and, and there's no proof that you even know how to fly this thing. But nobody cares. And when we're supposed to believe that it's all about safety, the, the NAS and people on the ground and all the rest of this, you know, I, it, it, it's, <laughs> you know, I, I'm supposed to buy that? And then it's the same deal with the RC test. There's no practical test. And everybody, oh, well, the... 
these these things are so advanced now that you know you can you know the the, the dog can fly it. You just put that on Fido. You know we could probably get Gunny can probably fly the the drone now. <laughs> and you know people tell me that, and I'm like I disagree, and I disagree. But this is coming from a guy who has taught it at the college level for like five years. You know. Um, I've seen tons of crashes, and it's just stupid mistakes. The other class at the university that I distanced myself from, those guys, they were blowing through ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 worth of drones a semester, you know? Um, and and I, I wasn't crashing anything, touch wood, but, um, you know, so that's just not true. They are not that easy. Uh, people crash them all the time, and people do unsafe stuff all the time. It's an overconfidence thing or whatever. So I, I don't believe that. So I, I don't think that's good. All I think that we got there was disenfranchisement. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And, and uh, I, I think there's another thing that uh, we're going to, we, we should predict again and that it's coming, you know, is it, with, with uh, aircraft certification, uh, you know, that, that, that's coming, and uh, you know what's going to happen after we have to fly certified aircraft is you're not going to be able to do any work on your aircraft unless you take it to a certified airframe and power plant mechanic just already, like manned aviation. It's already that way, although the experts, the one, you know, we move on to the DAC, the woman that's the chair on the DAC, missed that one on her aerial applications exemption, and the SAA robber stamped it. Dude, it just... It's 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 so bad. It, it, it's not the whole process. Oh, it's about safety of the nest. Yeah, it's 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 not even pl- it's laughable. It's not even plausible. And then that whole DAC thing. That's you know you got the co-chair. She can't even cut paste up a good you know exemption. And we're moving over here. We're gonna we're gonna re redo the nomenclature. Which you know that's cool, man. Uh, you know if you want to do that, it makes you feel good. I don't know if it's across the board if the FAA is gonna change at all. All of the airmen, all of the, let's say, gender references are going, or if that's just going to be something here on the, uh, for, you know, Part 107 and, and RC, it's going to, I, I don't know. There's going to be, I guess you're going to have to change Part 101, too, with the unmanned free balloons. And I mean, it, 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 just, it just gets my go. But anyway, so we're going to do that. We're going to, and all along, we don't have the resources. We don't have the manpower. We don't know what to do. I, we can't figure this out. We don't know what to do with this one. And you know, so we've heard that for 20 years. We're also, you know, we had all the money that was spent on global harmonization that the FAA was supposed to do, and Merkel's on the junkets, and he's flying all around the world. And remember, uh, you know, Europe went with remotely piloted aircraft systems. What, you know, how long ago was that? Ten years? I don't know. So, uh, you know, we, we wasted time. We wasted money. They had to be different. They wanted to go unmanned. And, and I think this is just going to be another break on the wheel to the actual uh, crux of the biscuit, which is the Beyond Visual Line of Sight uh, scheme. Your comments. <laughs> I hate to say this, but there are going to be several steps that are going to have to be going to take place, we're going to have to do, and this again, the stuff that we talked about 10 years ago, you know, real mean time between failure studies, significant sort of R&D done on the, the components that we use in the aircraft. 
you know, I, I don't even want to go to the, the serialization of, of components sort of scenario, but to get to the unreasonable line of sight where it's reliable, I think that they're going to demand that sort of search be done and, and those sort of activities take place before they're going to pass into law anything that says a drone like ours can, you know, fly beyond visual line of sight safely. That's just my gut. Okay, and I'm going to go out on a limb. Anybody get a saw here? Um, you know, you, the, the beyond visual line of sight thing, you think that's going down without some sort of practical, you know, part of the test? Emergency procedures, Johnny knows what to do. I mean, it's got to be. Uh, you've got to do that. I mean, when I went through all my aviation training and all that good stuff, we had to do. You know, the, the stall spin, the, the unusual attitudes, the whole nine yards. So it's it's got to. It's, it's got to incorporate that. And, you know, for people that think, you know, oh, well, you know, I've, situational awareness things do happen. We've seen the big iron crash because people didn't realize, hey, oh, I'm switching over to different stations, or this guy's going to take over his pilot command and hit that switch, and boom. Um, you know, same, you've got to know... Uh, the system you're flying and, and the, you know, the other one that just cracks me up is the weather conditions thing, you know. Eh, you know, wait, okay. So you're flying, you know, beyond, like right now, I don't think that the weather is such a big deal in the uh, visual line of sight envelope. But, you know, when you're talking about beyond visual line of sight, we're going to fly, you know, 50 miles away or whatever. There are going to be... Uh, other, you know, weather patterns that you're flying through and too. And, uh, you know, you've been out in the field once or twice. And, uh, you know, I would tell you that, you know, the, the, the stuff gets real, man, real quick. You know? It's just, uh, you know, you, you get into 80 knot winds and, uh, you know, you better uh, have your ground station, you know, anchored to the ground, man. And your your stuff tight because when the uh, you know, it uh, yeah no it's a whole other dimension. So that's not the time to learn. So I think you know that's going to have to be dealt with too. Plus you know that certification deal. That was another one. Someone was trying to school me on um, uh, LinkedIn about you know certification for uh, autopilots, and they're like, oh, Q pilots got do one seventy C blah blah blah. You know, and I'm like, really? Well, I I never heard, I didn't hear that they had DO one seven eight certification. I go over to their site and check it out. You know, I didn't see any mention of it over there. And I would think if you had certification like that, DO one seven eight variant, that'd be I, I mean I'd be all over. I'd get it probably tattooed on my forehead. But you know, that's me. You know, because what is it? I forget. I forget. It was like. I forget what the estimate was. I don't know, it's two thousand dollars a line of code or something for certification. And there's, I forget what it was exactly, but it worked out to be like, you know, a few few million dollars or something to get just just to to work through that. And then the certification was more yada yada. So I, I don't know. Do, do you, have you heard of anybody getting certification on their autopilot software? No, and, and, and actually what we need to do, we're, we throw a lot of acronyms out there, and for our listeners, we ought to uh, explain that DO-178 is software verification, where uh, an agency will go through and they will go line by line by code, I mean, and 
you know, guys, these, some of these, these software applications that uh, run our drones can be a lot of lines of code. And each one of those has to be verified and, and as functional and no, no back doors and no breaks and branching stuff that could cause bad things to happen. So that's DO-178C, Software Certification Verification Standard. So for our listeners, uh, yes. that's going to be there's a tough road to hoe. There's also uh, partitions. So, okay, come on, I got the cats on the keyboard. This show can be over quick. Um, yeah, there's also, you know, you have to have, you know, certified partitions and all. Man, that... I, that's one of the other, you know, it goes back to the shows, you know, it's like you get, you, it's kind of like these shows are pulling one over on the kiddies, you know, because it's an oversimplification of really what's going on. And uh, that's why nobody really ever asked me to come and speak. They're like, look, we're trying to show, sell tickets. You start talking about this hard stuff, everybody's going to be hitting the door, probably to the bar to buy a couple of drinks because they say, I can't believe I invested all this money. <laughs> You know, right? You've probably seen that yeah. over the years. But, you know, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to let you close out the, the straight down to Chinatown segment of the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. You know, I know. Well, you know, because I figured we'd let you leave it on an up note here. So if you could uh, segue us to the next segment, Gene. you have anything else you'd like to share? Well, well, I actually think I actually think that even though the blue drone program is is well intended, I think it will drop. Stop it! You know, I'm trying to make this upbeat. You're laughing. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I think it's going to motivate more and more manufacturers to to try to get into that that whole program where we're actually making American-made flyable affordable drones. I mean, that's just my gut feeling, and, and I'm hoping it comes true. And um, there you go. Upbeat. Let's go, guys. America all the way. Let's get her done. All right. Sounds good. I, I think, as I posted on LinkedIn, you'd have a better shot at that if you could get the uh, new China life insurance company to invest a billion dollars in your company, too. But believe it <laughs> I know it's like you're like, wait a minute, I'm driving the bus over here. He's all right. So we'll leave it right there. You're right, Gene. I I yes, sir. And that kind of segues us into the next uh segment here. And uh we're gonna we're gonna bring on our guest, uh the CEO of Skybrows. And you know, I, when I keep seeing that, I, I, I kinda almost I can hear Adele singing Skyfall and I was gonna try and belt it out, but then I thought, poor Gunny is going to be over there howling. Poor Donald run off. He's in Oklahoma. I don't know what happened. So uh, I'm not <laughs> going to do that. <laughs> but we are going to bring on uh, Bobby. I don't want to um, massacre your surname, but uh, could, could you maybe come on here? Uh, you are the CEO of Skybrow. So, you know, for the benefit of the audience, could you please give us a little bio? of how you got involved in the exciting um, technology that is small, um, well, formerly known as unmanned aircraft systems. Howdy, everybody. My name is pronounced Bobby Oyang. Really simple, two syllables okay. and surname. Um, I started off with drones about five years ago. 
I was uh, a researcher at Rutgers University. Uh, fun fact, Skybrows was created in a frat house at Rutgers University by yours truly. Hey, this is a family and, show here, okay? We can't, no, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Okay, um, yeah, so I ended up in a motorcycle accident when I was doing research for the drone project. It was a university-funded project funded by the U.S. DOT. Um, I was just doing research on videogrammetry, which is turning video into 3D model. And it paid really well. Um, I wasn't complaining about that, but I wasn't really interested in it at all. It was just uh, something that I was doing while as a student. So I was in a motorcycle accident, took a turn a little too quick, uh, was going about 65 miles an hour on my bike, and I low-sided my bike, tumbled a bunch, uh, crashed about 100 feet, skidded, and ended up with a hole in my foot. So when I was there, there were three police cars, two ambulances, and a fire truck. And I was really confused because it was just me. I listened my bike. It was my fault. And it turns out that the dispatcher told the first responders that it was a motorcycle or a vehicle that hit a person. But it was just me there. So I ended up in the hospital. A few of my friends had to wait about three hours in order to pick up my motorcycle. I was really confused because it was just me, right? And it turns out that the police were doing action investigation on the scene, just documenting the entire scene. And I really saw how inefficient accident investigation was, and that's what propelled Skybrows to be primarily for public safety, where you can easily make a 3D model of a car crash or a crime scene or structure fire, natural disaster, whatever it might be, in just one tap. And instead of spending three to five hours on a scene, now you only take under two minutes document the entire scene. And yeah, that's so what you, compelled the really commercialized technology. So you literally fell into this by accident. And then, you know, we need Randall Warness with his uh, snare drum to do the, you know, <laughs> ba-dum-bum. Ba-dum-bum. Yep. Yeah. Um, Yes. Well, I mean, it's. Uh, I hope you're all healed up from the uh, the accident. That, yeah, that all went yeah, good. Whole, you're you're whole, like new. Yeah, toenails grow back, hold, patch up. It's all good. <laughs> you sound like evil can evil. He had some deal like you know we got lots of hospitals and chicks dig scars or something. I don't know. It's been a long time since Evil Knievel was around, but uh, so you got this uh, together, and you know you, you went into a little bit about Skybrows, but I, I, I want to uh, usually you know I give the uh, chance for someone to say, hey, you know, maybe you have the web, website address, but with the software, I like to give it early so people can go there and they can kind of follow along or look at the website while we're talking about the software product. So could you give us the, uh, the web address? Absolutely. It's www.skybrows.com. Um, or you can just go on Google and search up Skybrows. It'll be the first result and you can check out the website there. Okay. Yeah. And you know, then that way, as we talk about this, uh, you know, people can kind of follow along. So, you know, you, we got into a little bit of how Skybrow started, and, you know, there was some confusion and all of that. But, you know, to, since inception and where we're at today, tell, you know, tell us what, what Skybrow is, what it does, um, and, I mean, why I would need it. Hey, would hey Bobby, before you, 
But before we get started, Bobby, uh, I think for our listeners' sake, uh, I just want to clarify that that is S-K-Y-E Browse, not S-K-Y Browse, because that domain is for sale, just in case you didn't know it. But uh, just wanted to make sure our users knew that so they could go to S-K-Y-E Browse.com. Funny story behind that. About three years ago, I saw that Sky Browse, without the E, was was uh, expiring after 11 years. So I emailed a guy in California, Alan Horatian, the day before saying, hey, we're starting a new company. Could we buy this domain? He doesn't respond, and the next day he puts it up for sale for $50,000. I'm just like, oh. forget this. I'm, I'm never going to yeah. purchase that domain. Right. I've been in that, uh, I've been in the same shoes. <sighs> um, I, yeah. have, I have two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's uh, you know, I think that went out, you know, like IBM and whatever else, you know. Now it's like, hey, buddy, check it out. I'm gonna do this. So <clears throat> that's good. But that was a good point, Gene, and that's why we have you here is to to catch some Thanks, of the things like that. So yeah, uh, that's good. And then people that probably have time to go, have gone over there. Um, so Bobby, uh, you know, again, tell us, you know, where we're at kind of today. And uh, you know why I would want to use this this software. So normally drones are used as a fourth multiplier to collect data, whatever it might be, right? And a lot of drone pilots have to learn a lot of extremely difficult tasks to do their uh, data collection. In this case, it's making 3D models. So. Traditional photogrammetry takes a very long time to capture the data. It takes a very long time to process the data. And it's also pretty hard to use in the first place in terms of the flight planning as well as the processing aspect. Skybrow simplifies all of that with our patented videogrammetry. So with videogrammetry, the stuff I coded up at the Rockers Frat House, it records one continuous video, and it turns it into a 3D model. So instead of the drone slowing down in order to capture all the pictures, it flies at 34 miles an hour, so it flies very, very quickly. And the processing speed generally takes around 10 minutes to make a 3D model. So it's a very streamlined process, and on top of that, we designed our app on iOS currently, Android in the future, to capture all that data with one tap. So you tap one button, you get a 3D model. And it's really democratizing 3D modeling. The initial use cases, based off of my personal experiences with car crashes, but departments started using it for pre-planning, structure fires, natural disasters. We've mapped out the Cleveland Brown Stadium in Ohio for pre-planning. So now you have ingress and egress points altogether um, of an entire NFL stadium in case of a terrorist attack or anything like that. You're able to get critical infrastructure and all sorts of things. And, of course, a few construction companies have also purchased the platform to use it for their own documentations and whatnot. But our primary... Um, use case is for public safety. Well, there, you know, there's a lot to unpack there. I, I hate to make light of this, but you, know, you keep, uh, there we are. And so when I'm thinking like hanging out at the frat house, I'm not thinking about writing code. I'm thinking about like Kager, you know, and some other extracurricular activity. And so you can probably figure out why I never graduated from college. <laughs> uh, you know. So, 
Anyway, and then you're talking about disasters in the Cleveland Browns. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, um, so most of your uh, target audience is law enforcement and life safety piece, uh, life safety people. Or are you seeing this uh, kind of spreading out? You did mention there were some construction and some other things. I mean, kind of walk us through that, if you could. So are you talking about, like, the construction folks? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, so mainly it's like law enforcement, life safety is kind of what you were focused on, but it, you're starting to branch out. Do you see that picking up? Is this, you know, going to be something that you're maybe going to, uh, you know, be going after in the future, or are you just taking all comers? What, 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 what's the deal? Well, I mean, I support public safety first and foremost. I flew drones for public safety for a while which is actually really glorified because I just go up to an accident scene, press a button, and then leave, and then share the 3D model with them. So it's, it's, not, it's not anything crazy. I've done one search and rescue. I've done a few structure fires and a bunch of car crashes in the past. These days, uh, not so much. I don't have any time, unfortunately. But, yeah, we really support public safety. The other industries that end up purchasing Skybrows, they, they just do it just by discovering – um, Skybrows, and a lot of people probably haven't heard of Skybrows recently because we don't spend any money on marketing as well at all. So yeah, you, you know, I noticed technology. I, I noticed that a lot in this industry is people are like, yeah, we don't spend any money marketing. But you know, being in the uh, in in the news business or whatever, the internet business is, you know, that marketing does work. Uh, but I don't know, you know, there's different, different, different schools of thought on that. Cause I had never, you know, I'm going to be honest. I never heard of sky browser. Now I, I know you said, uh, you knew Gene and you met him and you saw this. So maybe Gene, maybe you could talk about your personal experience, um, you know, with, with Bobby and, and, uh, this product. Well, when we were at the frat house on one Friday night, I'm not that old. Come on. Come on uh, no, oh, I, I just here recently, uh, just here recently, um, you know, one of the guests that we had on our show, Mark Langley, he's also uh, talk about marketing, Bobby. Come on. You know, Mark is out there beating the bushes for you. And he's a good guy, and, and uh, he's really high on it. But we were at the uh, uh, the Robotic Summit there yeah. at uh, Burleson, yeah, Burleson, Texas, and uh, – we with uh, Antonio Cugini, which he's been on the show as well. I mean, they got a whole list of people that were there. And uh, we actually, uh, on the first night there, I was kind of impressed into service. I had the ambulance there with all the goodies, and, and Antonio had all his lights. And Mark was going to fly. We had uh, simulated a, uh, a crash uh, and right there in the parking lot at night, lit it up, and flew it. And, uh, you know, discovered the difference between a, a rolling shutter and a global shutter. And, and uh, anyway, the, uh, uh, the whole thing was, uh, uh, I thought, went over really well. There was a lot of interest in it. Um, and, uh, Bobby, how many people you figure were standing around that when we were going through that? Hmm. I'm not sure. I was not at the event. I was not at the night flight i was at the event so i was not at the night flight oh i thought you were there okay I, you know i'm going to estimate that there was probably 50 or 60 people hanging around just watching so mm. i thought i thought it went extremely well and then um 
the the next day, Antonio and and Mark went through and and showed probably that same fifty or sixty people plus, you know, what Sky Browse was capable of, and I thought it went pretty well. I mean, the um, it was it was a very very focused group. It was all public safety, so it was it was right in the wheelhouse there. It went yeah, it went extremely well as far as as far as I was concerned. That's great. That's great to hear. I mean. I met Gene in March of 2019, so two, about two years ago, a little over two years ago at PCERT in Mansfield, Texas. That's right. Actually. That's right. And I came there with just an idea, no app whatsoever, and a dream. And a lot of people at PCERT took the chance on us. They believed in us, and that's why I go to Texas all the time. Um, and then now you saw the fully fleshed out product. It's designed by public safety with no marketing spend whatsoever. Um, we just want to focus on a good product that works every single time you press the Sky Browse button. Yeah, and, and for our viewers, PCERT is the acronym for the Statewide Public Safety Unmanned Response Team. So uh, there's a bunch of different agencies involved, uh, law enforcement, fire, first responders, emergency managers, and uh, you know, yeah, we, we've gone through our, our share of little disasters here with Harvey and, you know, Ike and those little windstorms that blow in on the Gulf. So, yeah, there, there was a lot of stuff that uh, – there was a lot of folks that, that, that put in a lot of good input, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Yeah, Easy. absolutely. I mean, they're just – everything from – the guys at PCERT, Barry Moore, Garrett Brill, Travis Callendy, Clay Regan, all the guys, Wayne Baker, they all gave us a lot of good tips to build out the platform so that's designed just for public safety. And then we did just that. And, you know, all the money, we, we're a very small team, so we don't have that you know, huge VC backing or anything for marketing spend, getting enough all over the news and everything. We just focus on making a really good product and then growing from there. Well, you did talk about, and I, and I do want to talk about the virtues of this uh, of this system. You know, you did talk about how it's kind of a one button thing, and you just hit the button and it does it itself. Blah blah blah. But I, you know, I, I have a feeling it's a little bit of an oversimplification. I mean, let's just maybe run through this briefly. So I show up at the accident scene. I mean, you know, I'm not an accident investigator. So let's make that clear. So, you know, as uh, I'm, I'm a newbie at this deal and I'm going to shove it, I'm going to use the drone to collect the data to, you know, render the scene. Maybe you could talk us like, how does this, how does this work? You know, I got the, the drones fired up. I got my, you know, device fired up. How's it going to work? Absolutely. So it works with DJI and Autel drones. Most recently we announced the partnership with Autel last week, and it's been pretty crazy because now, for the first time ever, you can make a thermal 3D model. Mm. And That's you can cool. basically make 3D models in, like, pitch black. Or um, just two days ago, we flew a structure fire. One of our customers flew a structure fire while it was burning, and you can determine the hot spots of the area. So you can see that certain rafters were getting really hot, so you wouldn't want any firefighters up there because they would fall into a burning death. Yep. But SkyBrowse works with both drone platforms. And for SkyBrowse itself, we have two platforms, SkyBrowse and WideBrowse, both in the same app. 
for Skybrows, all you got to do is just fly above the scene manually, and then you tap Skybrows, and that's it. So it's based off of two orbits. Basically, the higher you fly, the bigger the orbits get. The lower you fly, the smaller the orbits get, and you have a little map view that shows you where the drone's going to fly as well. So it's one tap through your modeling. Um, on wide browse, you draw out a long-range platform on the map view, and then you're able to um, fly to your desired altitude, and the app will tell you how high to fly, and you tap wide browse. That's it. So one button press, and that's it. So for sky browse flights, it takes 90 seconds every single time. For wide browse flights, for the most part, it takes underneath five minutes. We've mapped out 50 acres in five minutes. Wow. So this, this uh, thermal sounds pretty interesting. Is, are there any uh, pictures of that or, or anything on the website about that yet? Not yet. Um, we are making a video on it right now of the live structure fire in uh, Tennessee, and you'll be able to see both the visual, the thermal, and the model. model. And what's crazy is, I mean, it only takes 90 seconds. You press a button, 90 seconds later, you capture the data, you upload the video to our CGIS compliant cloud, and then um, in about a half a minute, you get a 3D model of the scene. So you get real-time situational awareness of the scene. And this just does not exist elsewhere, just because I'll go a little technical into this. Uh, basically, there's SFD in thermal cameras. It just recalibrates it, kind of like, you know, if you take your iPhone in a dark room and move it to a bright room, it recalibrates, you know, the sensors so that it's a little brighter. Same thing happens with the uh, micro blotter, which, which is, um, what, every five minutes or so, depending on the manufacturer. So with photogrammetry, because it takes so long to take all the pictures, it recalibrates. So you get an inaccurate 3D model of different color palettes. Oh, sky browse only takes 90 seconds. So in a minute and a half, you've got that data. It doesn't recalibrate the FFC, and you get a very accurate 3D model. Thermal. Interesting. If you had any um, interest from, uh, you know, the DOD or any other federal, let's say, potential customers? I think we're working on seven or eight different federal contracts at the moment. Okay, I was going to say, because this, this sounds, uh, this, this, this thermal 3D thing sounds, uh, sounds pretty, pretty exciting. Did you get to see this, uh, Gene, or is this like something that's totally, totally new? No, I have not seen the thermal side of it yet. I haven't seen the thermal 3D. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I think is important that with the input from folks from PCERT and those things, that uh, uh, all of the stuff, the, the manual way that we used to do it, uh, with to to build a, a mosaic and to build a, a 3D model, and it was very time consuming because you had to apply a certain pattern and all that. Because that's what SkyBrowse has encapsulated into this this software, and it meets a certain standard, and that's what these guys are looking for. And we're not trying to do two tenths of a foot on the z-axis to get you know a survey grade model out of this thing. We're trying to get something that you know will work, give them situational awareness very quickly, and to be able to produce a 3D model in that short a period of time yeah. is just unheard of, right? You know, you're used to waiting, you know, three, four hours, you know, while you're 
your computer, your high-powered computer chunks through all these pictures to get you a 3D model. Right. So, yeah, the, the, the thermal stuff, I mean, I, I would really like to see it. I mean, I'm on the website looking at, uh, you know, some of the stuff that's in there now. But, uh, yeah, that's, that would be a great thing to there, Bobby, I think. Yeah, that's just me. But, um, you know, having flown my share of fires, uh, being able to map that, that structure and see, you know, where it's hottest in that amount of time would uh, would be something that Incident Command would love to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, it's brand new, just released on Monday of last week. So, um, yeah, within a week, we've already done a structure fire on this. We usually do one or two structure fires a week. So um, we're able to get this thermal 3D model for um, Incident Commander, and they're able to just make decisions right away. And, of course, we, we're split in terms of our customers, 50-50 between fire departments and public safety. So we're able to just push this out to everybody. And once you have an Autel drone, you'll be able to make thermal 3D models just like that, one tap 3D model. Look at this. You're, like, you're, you're out there marketing for, uh, for the new CEO over there at Autel, Randall. <laughs> you, know that, you know that guy? Um, well, he's all right. You know, He's all right. He's he's like uh, he's been on so many times. We offered him a you know a slot here as a co-host. Um, yeah, I you know I, I I probably ran a little long in the beginning with my soapbox, but that happens. Um, you know, and then here it is at the end. We're running a little long now. Uh, you know, the live portion of the show is gone, but people can still listen uh, to this. So, very exciting. Um, you know, you, you holding out on anything else? I mean, I you know, it's kind of like yeah, you, we just you gave us the like, hey, check out this Holy Grail thing. And now the curtain went back. You got anything else you're hiding back there, Bobby? <laughs> oh man, have you seen the Dragonfish yet? Uh, wait, oh, what? I've seen it. I've seen it. Yep, I've what seen is it. it? The dragonfish uh, I, from Otto. No, I have not seen it. I'll have to, have to look it's at that. Badass. Too. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll develop that for uh, Otto as well. So some super long range 3D modeling. Like imagine mapping out like multiple square miles in just a few minutes. Okay. See, we're getting all the good stuff here at the end. That's great. I'm glad we're, uh, I'm asking about this stuff. All right. Well, you know, uh, very informative and I, 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 uh, I'm going to definitely have to check back on the, um, website. I'm, I'm interested to see this, this, uh, thermal, man, a lot, lot of, lot of Intel could come out of that. And, you know, the 3d again, very, uh, very useful. So that, you know, interesting that you're doing this. And then the time again, you know, being out in the field and trying to collect all that data and wait all the time, and, you know, those two don't really mesh, especially if lives are hanging in the balance. So uh, that all sounds interesting, and it also sounds like, you know, I got to I got to get down there to Texas to one of these uh, one of these events. It just sounds like I'm I'm missing the boat, Gene. Yeah, you are, man. I tried to get you down here. I told you it was going to be good. <laughs> you did. You were like, oh, it's going to be, you know. This is, we're going to, and you're going to, and then I was like, eh, drive all the way to Texas. What do I look crazy? I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to make the pilgrimage to one of these because this, uh, they, these sound pretty good. I mean, especially you said you had like 50 or 60 people out there. That, that had to be, that had to be interesting. Uh, to listen oh to no, Patrick, it was like 300 people total. 
Yes. That was just for the one demo that we did at night of a crash scene. That that was just for the one little thing there. Yeah, there was like, like uh, Bobby said, there was at least three hundred something people out there, and uh, it was it, it was pretty good. I liked it. I, I thought it was probably one of the better shows that uh, I've attended anyway. Mm, yeah, now I feel like I missed out, but all right. Well, we'll have to, you know. <laughs> give some lead time on some of this other stuff. And now that uh, the, it uh, looks like the COVID thing is behind us, um, more opportunity to, to get out in the field and see this stuff. Cause really, you know, that's, a, I, I want to see it out. Hey, this is how it's working out in the field. No snake oil. Um, here's how it's going down. So um, anyway, we did run a little long. Bobby, I want to thank you for, uh, for being on. I, I appreciate yep. you uh, coming on and, and uh, telling us about your product. And I look to hear uh, more about your products, your app, and from you in the future. So definitely, we just became acquainted, but uh, definitely you know, keep us in touch, keep in touch with us. And if you have any, uh, you know, any press releases or whatever else that you want to send out, uh, make sure and send it out to us at uh, SUS News. Always include a, a picture or graphic. Kids today love these pictures. That way, indoor graphics when they've got one and reading the story. And uh, we'd be happy to pass that along. Sounds like you're doing some exciting work. So, again, Bobby, thanks for coming on. Oh, yeah, brother. Get her done. <laughs> Get her done. And, Gene, you know, thanks for being here, as always. What would we do without you? Yep. Uh, you would probably do well, but that's okay. I don't, I don't know. I think if anyone's bringing the ratings down around here, it might be. No, I'm kidding. Everybody loves me, just as I said at the beginning of the uh, the show. So, uh, all right. Well, until next time, everyone. Uh, have a have a keep it safe, and we'll see you next time. See ya. <laughs>